to Dance Matters Podcast. My name is Kaylee, and I'm doing this podcast with my daughter Charlie. Now most of you would know that my involvement with dance is purely from the perspective of a dance mum. I wasn't a dancer myself, I didn't compete, I did physical culture. So I didn't find dancing, dancing found me, and then stole all of my money. I'm not much of a dancer myself, although challenge me to a game of just dance, and I am, if I say so myself, the champ. I rule my house. But my point in saying all this is that I know about dance from the perspective of the person who watches their daughter live and breathe it, and then watches their cash walk out the door. So I've had some experience with dance costumes. Charlie has been dancing in concerts since she was three, troops since she was four, and solos since she was six. So there's a cupboard full of costumes upstairs these absolutely bursting at the seams. I've talked to so many different designers and gotten quotes all over the place. This is why I decided to invite on today's guest. Let's talk costumes. She is one of my favourite costume makers. If you go into Charlie's page, you will see her wearing lots of this lady's beautiful designs. Um, my particular favourite is the Princess Jasmine one. She is the person behind Devont Dancewear. It is Lisa Warren. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. I guess we'll start off with what was your first connection to the dance industry? Um, I used to do ballet when I was a young girl. I studied with Miss Patricia up at Engadine and I absolutely loved it. And then my daughter started dancing when she was around six years old. And it's all just gone from there. So what made you go into costume designing? Yeah, I've always loved doing crafty things and making things pretty and costumes, just the bling, I think it is. I just want more and more bling in the world. I started doing uh, hair accessories and props for Vanessa Lee Dance Academy and it kind of stemmed from there. Yeah. So what do you think the role of a costume is in a performance? What is it important? I think the costuming is very important because it helps tell the story. Um, sometimes you see dancers on stage and they could be dancing absolutely beautifully but there's a real disconnect between their dancing, their, their character and the costume. So I think they all tie together. With um, your costumes, you make them for both solo and troop routines. What are some of the dance schools you've made costumes for? Oh gosh, um, uh, well locally in the Illawarra, Vanessa Lee Dance Academy and Theatrics, Performing Arts, but I've also designed for Dance North Academy in Northern Sydney and AP Performers and as far as Western Australia for um, Headland School of Dance and Dance Effects. Wow, that's pretty amazing. When did you first start designing costumes? I started designing costumes a few years ago when my daughter started dancing her own solos and I was looking for um, a costume designer to make costumes for her. And I thought to myself, oh, this seems fairly easy. I've always had a good eye for colour and balance and design so I thought oh if I sketch them up perhaps I could do this myself and the first costume I did for her I actually customised a Wiseman's costume um, because I just couldn't see something that I liked so I had taken one of their costumes cut it in half and made it into a crop top and pants and then blinged the heck out of it. You recently celebrated the first birthday of your dancewear business. What prompted you to start your own business? I really just wanted to work for myself and turn what has been a bit of a side hustle into something more full-time and more fulfilling. 
and being able to control the designs that I put out and my working hours and that kind of thing. And Devon has become a real um, baby of mine. I really, really love working with all of the dancers. So you're obviously a really creative person. What is the actual creation process for designing and getting a costume made? Okay, so sometimes it's driven by the customer where the dancer or the choreographer will have a specific vision in mind, in which case I will sketch up that vision and make sure that we're on the same page. Um, Sometimes a dancer will ask me to come up with a concept. It may be that, oh, I've got a lyrical, I need, I want navy, some bling, what can you do for me? So basically it's just, we start there. First, nail down the sketch, select our materials, so um, the type of lycra, the colour, whether we're going to do a custom print, uh, bling, feathers, fringing, you name it, the sky's the limit. And then it, um, I send it off to my team of seamstresses. I have a great team that I work with. Um, they're sewing skills are second to none and every costume that I've had come back is of excellent quality. So you get it back from the seamstresses and then what happens? And then uh, I go to work. So they sew the base and then I go to work putting on the personal touches um, such as lace motifs, um, crystals, feathers, etc. What do you prefer? Do you like designing the entire costume yourself or do you like when they come when clients come with ideas or it's sometimes it's easier if a client has a little bit of an idea of what they would like but I'm can usually visualize what it is that they want so even if they have a vague description of what they like then I will just get to work and start sketching um, whether that's in person here at my house or over the internet one of the reasons I really love going through you to get my costumes is because I have absolutely no idea about materials what's needed to create the piece and I can come to you with an idea and you give, you say, yep, we're going to use this material and do this. And you understand what's going to enable the dancer to move and what's going to hold in place. Um, how important is all of that to you, knowing that? Oh, it's so important. I don't want a child to ever feel uncomfortable when they're on stage or to feel like their costumes are going to slip off their shoulder or ride up their backsides or something like that. Um, and choice of fabric is really important as well so for example I know with Charlie with her she has a Princess Jasmine costume which I just adore it's one of my favorites this year Um, if I were to make those pants out of chiffon they would be so stiff and unforgiving that when you go to do a grand jeté or any kind of turn or leap you would have restriction so by using a stretch mesh it's a lot more comfortable for the dancer So I can just say, anyone who's thinking about a costume, if you go to Lisa, she will definitely make sure that you're using the right material and that your dancer is going to be able to move in what they've got. Um, And I must add that the costumes riding up the bottom are a real turn-off when you see it on stage, and none of yours. They all sit really nicely, and there's no fear of that happening. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my standard cut for a legline is quite conservative. Well, some people would call it conservative. Um... It is low and that's there's really no reason for a young child to have a really high cut costume. You can wear my costumes without needing to wear stockings because you know that they're going to fit where I Definitely. So what inspiration do you draw on to create your costumes? Where do you get your design ideas? Oh, so much. 
inspiration is everywhere you've just got to look out for it um, I love red carpet fashion and sometimes you can pull little pieces from a red carpet outfit like Rihanna or Ariana Grande and just say oh wow the top of that would make an amazing leotard and go from there um, I also take inspiration from the songs um, that the children come to me with or perhaps even you know Pinterest Pinterest is a wealth of, um, inspiration and I, I do love that when I, I can come to you with an idea and then I can also come to you and you say well you know I, I was thinking something more like this and, and you draw it up and it, it's perfect yeah thank you I, I really like to take into consideration each child's needs and what the the dance is about and the song and color and all kinds of aspects of a costume I, I don't want to just create something generic because not every costume will fit every child, you know. It's great. And what is your favourite part about making a costume? Honestly, it's seeing the joy on a child's face when they're dancing up on stage or when they receive their costume and try it on for the first time. Like I've had a child say to me, oh my God, this is me in a costume. If I was a costume, this would be me. I'm like, wow, that makes me happy. And just to see the kids dance and enjoy themselves. I think if you could sleep in your Princess Jasmine costume, you might, wouldn't you, Charlie? Yeah. I love the Princess Jasmine costume. <laughs> um, how long does it normally take for the whole process from when a client first contacts you to when the costume gets delivered? Ideally, I like around six to eight weeks. And that's only because, I mean, I still work full-time, so trying to juggle my business and working, and also the time delays with having them come go to my seamstress and come back. So six to eight weeks is ideal. So if someone was hunting around for a costume, mm -hmm. uh, that's two months would be ideal? For something custom mm -hmm. that is unique to you, yeah, six, month, uh, six to eight weeks is ideal. Um, in the future, I am looking at having some bases here ready to go. So it would just be a matter of picking a color bling or things that you'd like to add to it, like feathers or fringing, etc. And I could turn those out in a couple of weeks. I must say that's pretty good turnaround because a few people I contacted um, pretty much said six months you need to book me ahead of time and I didn't even know I need a costume for six months time so it is good to be able to find someone in that shorter period of time. I do have a lot of people too that um, do leave their costuming to the last minute so six to eight weeks may seem unreasonable to someone who has a very important competition coming up but you can't really rush the creative process sometimes. Adding crystals is very time consuming and a lot of my costumes are very detailed so and that takes time and what are some of those challenges that you face when designing a costume or making a costume there's quite a few challenges time is an issue sometimes um, I think unrealistic expectations of some parents um, in regards to how much a costume may cost or how long it may take or even the style of costume may be inappropriate for a child. I was going to ask you that. Have you ever been given a design and had to say, oh, I, I can't do that? I've never said no, but sometimes in my gut, I might be thinking, mm, perhaps this isn't the best option. And in, when that happens, I do try to steer them around and make little modifications, but um, ultimately it's up to the customer. And if that's what they want their child to wear or the choreographer has said, I want this particular costume, then I will go for it. 
What advice would you give to dance mums, dance dads, who are looking for a person to design their child's costume? What should they be looking out for? I would recommend looking through their Instagram or Facebook page to see whether or not the costumes they create, number one, um, suit your, your style. Um, if you like something really, really, really blingy and the costume designer you're looking at doesn't use a lot of bling, then perhaps it's not going to be a great fit. Um, if you would prefer to work with someone locally, perhaps, instead of contacting someone over the internet that you've not met before. I do have a lot of customers where um, they will either come to my house or I'll go and visit them at a studio so that they are confident that the measurements that are being taken are correct. Um, a lot of parents don't have confidence in themselves that they're going to do that correctly. However, I can circum um, circumvent that issue by having a FaceTime chat and have the parent measure the child while I'm watching and we can do it that way. That's a great service to offer because I think I got five people to double check my first measurement because I'm like, I'm not measuring this in the right place. What happens if it turns out too long, too short? Um, so that's awesome. And you ended up measuring up Charlie for me, so I was sure that it was going to be the right size. So yeah, and every seamstress or designer measures differently. And I know what measurements I like to take and they're a bit more thorough than others. And do you make it specific to the child's size? So let's say they've got they're longer build but they're skinny you don't have a set standard size 8 standard size 10 no um, all of my custom costumes are made to measure so if you have a long body for example with a, a wider hip then the bottom of the costume may be a size 12 but the top might be a size 8 so it just depends on the child so for my ready-made pieces where that are coming they will be street sizes so there will be no, there won't be adjustment but if it's a custom costume, it'll be made to measure. Great. How do you manage working full-time and then running a business? <laughs> it's difficult, I must say, but it's worth it. Um, thankfully, I've had the opportunity to reduce my hours at work so that I can dedicate more time to my business. And I do work a lot at night time. So I very rarely go to bed before midnight. And what trends have you seen coming into costumes lately? I At Stedford's, it's all about the bling the more bling apparently the better. Is there anything else that you've seen coming in? Uh, cutouts are really popular still. Um, I've, strappy detail is really important on a costume as well. I have noticed it's more age groups. So for example, say from 14 and unders and above, they're more likely just to want an embellished leotard. Their lyrical costumes may not be as embellished as much. It may not have a skirt. Whereas younger kids, um, it's more about really bright colours, ruffles, feathers, bling, that kind of thing. So I see it more in dancewear, the trends at the moment. So um, bike pants are really coming back in, bikini tops with the triangle, um, triangle panels in the front and block colours. Well, I'm glad to know that it gets easier as they get older or a little, <laughs> a little more simple. The costume bags get smaller as they get older. Yeah. Does the price go down? Uh, no. There's still <laughs> as much work, unfortunately. Uh, going into that, I've seen some crazy expensive prices for costumes. Like, I've gone and gotten quotes and 600 isn't out of the, you know, thing that I've gotten back. And mm. that just amazes me that anybody can afford to do that with a number of solo costumes. You pride yourself on having affordable costumes. How do you manage to keep your prices down? Well, firstly, by having my team of seamstresses. Um, they are able to sew 
multiple costumes a lot quicker than I could sew one. So by them producing the costume, I can reduce the cost because it reduces the number of working hours for me. Um, I also use a really great AAA grade crystal, which is a fraction of the cost of a Swarovski crystal, and they're still blinding on stage in terms of um, the shine that they give off. And there's so many colours to choose from. Um, if a customer comes to me and says, oh look, I really only have this particular budget, then I'll try to work with them within that budget to get the most impact um, for their money. But to be honest, I probably don't charge as much as I should. And the reason I do that is because I'm a, I'm a dance mum as well, and I'm paying fees, and I know how expensive dancing is. And to add a really spectacular costume on top that someone may only wear six times in a season, I just couldn't justify it. That's why we love you, and that's why we come to you. <laughs> you recently advertised a dancewear active range. Uh, what prompted you to release that? I just feel like there's a gap in the market. There's a few things that I'd like to release. Um, I have a lot of designs in the works. It's just finding the time at the moment. But my first collection, Allegra, is the most beautiful print. And I just wanted something fresh, but with a black background, because black's always a great look in class and on stage. So I just love the floral with the butterflies. It's really pretty. And it's something that will suit someone who's two years old through to 16. Yeah. So what are, that leads me into what are your plans for the business? Any future plans? Anything else you want to release or do? Oh, there's a few things I have in the works that I can't really share right now. But for this year, certainly it's more costumes, more ready-to-wear costumes so that you can customise um, on the spot rather than waiting for something custom and also to get my dancewear collection out there. So not only including my Allegra floral range, but a basic black range. Okay, Charlie, you've got a couple of questions. What are your favourite styles of costumes to make? I really, really love lyrical costumes um, because they're always so pretty and I love uh, like flowy skirts and draping pieces and lots of lace. I think they're beautiful. What is your favourite colour to use in designing? I don't dislike any colour. There's some colours I wouldn't use regularly, but um, the, I do have a colour that no one has chosen yet, and it's a thing, it's called Fantasia, and it's like a really deep purpley pink, which I love. But no one's chosen a costume over that colour yet, so I might have to do a collection. It's really pretty. Have you ever been asked to put odd colour like uh, oh yes yeah <laughs> there's some colour combinations that I kind of think don't work and I try to make it work with bling and it comes out looking fantastic do you know what sometimes they do work on a stage though they're effective mm. from a distance maybe not up close yeah so there's some colours that don't quite work on stage like I, I love a nude or a peachy costume but sometimes they get really washed out with stage lights what I love is that you do go to a Stedford's, obviously, with your daughter dancing and um, with your involvement at Vanessa Lee, so you see what is working on a stage, what looks effective, what doesn't. Yeah. How do you make the costumes so comfortable? Well, I'm glad you think they're comfortable, Charlie. Um, firstly, the lower leg line, I think, helps. I like good coverage on the front, um, especially for girls who may be developing. Um, I always take into consideration how they're going to get into the costume. So if it's something very strappy, it needs to be 
able to open quite wide so they can step into it or longer zippers right down to the face. I love that because I got a costume, not one of yours obviously, um, I got a costume and it looks amazing but getting it on and off is an absolute nightmare over hairstyles and things so I love that you take that into consideration. Mm. And um, in I terms forgot of to mention, sorry too, they're all fully lined through the front so that makes, it's really soft so you haven't got um, like itchy sequins or like stiff lycras rubbing against your skin, it's a really beautiful lining in the front. That's what I was going to say. It happens with a lot of the troop costumes you might get through a catalogue. Um, the kids end up, this itches, I can't wait to get this off, but I've never had any issue at all. Mm-hmm. What is your favourite costume you've ever made? Oh, that's too hard. Do you know the troop answer is the very last costume I made is usually my favourite because that's I've just been working on it and I've seen it come to fruition, but I do love your tutu, Charlie. The royal blue with the silver and the bling is just stunning. So, and it is an amazing tutu for particularly again the prices you pay for tutus out there, and it's perfect. It sits perfectly. It's pancaked. It's amazing. So, you do both solo and troop costumes. How can people gain contact with you to make their costumes? So, just send me a message via Facebook or Instagram. It's Devont Dancewear AU. Or you send me an email at devontdancewear at gmail.com. And you can go online and see some of Lisa's fantastic designs. Uh, if you also go and look at Charlie, Charlie DK Dancer, um, she has some of Lisa's beautiful designs that she wears for her solos. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Lisa. It's been great chatting to you. My absolute pleasure. Thank you, ladies. And make sure you catch our other episodes of Dance Matters Podcast and you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dance Matters Podcast. You can always send me a message and I will get back to you with any of your feedback and we can tailor some interviews to suit what you would like to hear. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.